Good morning. Well, we are at the end of the line with James. Read with me James 5, verses 13 through 18. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. You know, some voices just make me think of Americana. One such voice is Paul Harvey's. I love it when he says, well, when he used to say, and now you know the rest of the story. Well, the rest of the story of the book of James is twofold. First, James 5, 13 through 18, is really about the power of the prayer of a faithful person. James uses the example of Elisha from 1 Kings 17 and 18. Elisha was a mortal man, a man like you, like me, who asked God to move to shut down the false prophet Baal. Elisha asked in faith, and God answered first in no rain and then in rain. These were bold requests of Elisha, gutsy ones. Here's my question, for what have you been too reluctant to ask? I remember a friend from my youth, probably when I was in, I was in my late 20s, who believed he could only count on X number of prayers being answered, so he was careful how he used them. I remember once that he used one of his precious prayers on me, isn't that sweet? I was honored, but you know, his theology was kind of messed up. You and I don't serve a God who keeps score. Thank goodness. He does not have tally marks next to your name or mine, nor is he about to cut us off from the supply line of his power. He tells us to ask and we'll receive. Knock and the door will be open. Seek and we will find. So do not sell short the power and magnitude of prayer, of your prayers. In verses 19 and 20, the concluding verses of James, he advises Christians to go after those who have fallen away from the faith, those who have been misled. And what I love about this is James' comment that whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from death and cover a multitude of sins. Once again, we encounter the God of second chances, the God who truly does forgive and forget. I think of the age in which we live that is permeated with the notion that laud's being good enough. Christians, folk, are being deluded and the truth diluted, and it is dangerous. So let us care enough to lovingly reach out to those who have exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Romans 1. Well, this is a wrap on James, the little book that packs a big punch written by the brother of our Lord. I heard it said that James is Christianity with its sleeves rolled up. It is the working person's practical guide to, the, to living the Christian faith. It spells out what it means to follow Jesus day by day and emphasizes faith in action. Right living is the evidence and result of faith. We, the church, 
must serve with mercy, which is compassion, speak lovingly and truthfully, and live in obedience to God's commands while loving one another. If we truly believe God's word, we will live it day by day. God's word is not merely something we read or think about, but something we do. Truly, James is chock full of practical wisdom for living. We will be heading for Galatians next, but first some understanding about scripture is in order, as is our placement in time and eternity. So until Galatians, my brothers and sisters, just know that you are in my hearts. And as Paul said often, grace and peace to you. Take care now.